Coming up, Scott shares his resolutions for 2022 and discusses how they apply to other members of the haunted attraction industry. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is episode 61 of A Scott in the Dark. A Scott in the Dark is one of our partner shows, so we're airing their latest episode here for you. If you've already listened, skip this one and we'll catch you later in the week with our regular news. Otherwise, enjoy. and welcome back to a Scott in the dark. I know it's been a long time since the last show and and unfortunately I say that way too often. But <clears throat> this particular season has been an expe- an especially extended period of darkness with no Scott in it. So I apologize for that and uh, and I hope you you understand that I am very excited that uh, that I'm I'm back. Um, but I will tell you that the reason that that didn't happen is because I was busy as all get out. Um, so I'm not, I'm not complaining, but fourth quarter in 2021 was, was incredibly busy. So I really didn't have a whole lot of time to sit down and, and do this show, which I think is really important, certainly important for me. And hopefully you guys enjoy it as well. The one thing I will say that I've noticed that surprised me is uh, downloads, um, especially from the, uh, the Podomatic account continued to, uh, to trend. And so I was, I was very pleased and I thank you all for uh, still listening. Um, even, and maybe you're just playing catch up. I don't know. Um, I know I've been doing that when it comes to, when it comes to TV shows, I've been binge watching and re binge watching and binge binge watching over binge. I don't know, but I've been watching a lot of the same stuff over and over again. Um, so maybe that's what's happening with y'all as well. Hopefully it means that we're getting lots and lots of new listeners. Um, if you are a listener or a viewer on the haunted attraction network, Great, thank you. Um, and hopefully you've also been listening to the other show, which um, happens weekly. Um, and that's mainly because of my co-host, Philip Hernandez, but that is uh, Green Tag Theme Park in 30. Uh, if you're not familiar with that show and you are part of the entertainment industry, uh, specifically the attractions industry, um, it's something you might want to check out. It's a weekly podcast that um, is 30 minutes long. And again, the main reason we've been doing that consistently is because Philip and I say, here it is. We're going to do it now. So uh, we keep each other, we keep each other on track and make sure that we can get it all done. Philip does all the heavy lifting. I just talk. So anyway, uh, so the theme for this show, cause I, I you know, I, I was thinking, gosh, I really should have a, a theme and, and some sort of educational content. And since I am recording this on uh, January 2nd, 2022, um, it's a Sunday. And uh, I figured, well, let's do something about the new year. And what do we talk about in the new year? We talk about New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm always hesitant to to talk about resolutions because I I think most people think of it as resolutions are those things that we break uh, by the beginning of February. Um, They're those things that we say we're going to do, but don't really do them. And uh, or we do them for a while and then lose interest and don't see any progress and then end up making the same resolution in 11 months. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, about resolutions and what, I'll, what I'd like to refer to as behavioral changes. And these are behavioral changes that I think will benefit all of you who are listening who are haunters. It will also benefit, I think, all of you who are listening who are involved in the haunt industry and maybe not owners or operators, but um, actors or scenic folk or whatever. Um, 
and just maybe just in general. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to stay focused on, on the haunt industry, but it will be very possible that I will um, ooze out into, into real life as well. Um, which should come as no surprise to anyone because I do that all the time. So the first thing, uh, the first resolution I'm kind of making to myself uh, and the first behavioral, let, before we get into the specifics, let's talk about the difference between a resolution and a behavioral change. A behavioral change is something that you actively do differently in a way that is measurable for a set amount of time until it becomes just habit. So that's what makes a behavioral change. And you know, you, there's, there's uh, all kinds of, of recovery programs um, that are all about behavioral change. It basically gives you a structure so that you can say, okay, I, I will do this and this and this today, and I will do this and this and this the next day, and I'll do this. And, and you, you keep track until it just becomes habit for you. So really what we're trying to do is form habits. And um, I'm going to, do my darndest to start forming these habits. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they will be beneficial not only for me and my business, but also for you and yours. So the first one I'm going to talk about is, is planning ahead. Now, I think this is probably, it's going to sound counterintuitive because <clears throat> let's be honest, over the last couple of years, when we have the, the first, second day of January, we had no idea how the year was going to turn out. And I think with 22, we're kind of in the same boat. I don't think we really know. Are we, are we going to be out of the, out of the world of pandemic? Are we still going to be in it? Are, is inflation going to skyrocket? And we just, we don't know any of those things, but by planning ahead, it will make it easier to adapt when those things change. And I know, like I said, that sounds counterintuitive, but having a plan and changing it is very different than not having a plan and just winging it. Um, and it's usually much more successful. So let me give you some examples. Um, part of the reason that I personally need to plan ahead is like I just talked about fourth quarter for me was incredibly busy. And I kind of went through what I call 2021 burnout. Um, by the end of the year, I was exhausted. And unfortunately that meant that the projects that were starting in 22, um, I wasn't as fresh as I needed to be that last week of December when I was trying to get everything wrapped up before Christmas because I was burnt out. And the reason I was burnt out is because I had not planned ahead. I had not tried to get as much done up front as I probably should have. So I'm going to make that um, a behavioral change, an attempted behavioral change for me. Um, but I'm also going to suggest it for all of you, because I know you're sitting there going, uh, wow, I just I just woke up and I'm still hungover from, from New Year's Eve. Congratulations. It was probably one heck of a party. Uh, but uh, so for those of you who are in that position and not even thinking about, you know, thinking about Halloween, um, I, I kind of, I kind of look at the, kind of look at the memes that are out there and go, I don't care what your resolutions are. What are your Halloween plans? Um, that's where you should, that's where your mind should start going. And it doesn't mean you have to do everything now, but start planning and don't just plan going, okay, I want to do a castle theme and I want to do vampires and I want to do vampires in the castle. That's a great place to start. But then start planning of, well, what if all of a sudden vampire fangs are no longer available because of supply chain? What could I do in that castle? What else could I do in that castle? In other words, create parallel plans. So that's what long-term planning allows you to do, that you can create parallel plans so that if one thing dries up, you can shift to plan two without a whole lot of, without losing a whole lot of time or wasting money on scenic or costumes or whatever 
that um, you've already done. So uh, make those plans so that you can um, not only avoid the burnout at the end of the year, but also to, to <clears throat> help address the unknown. Um, now, I am not, I will be completely honest, and those of you who listen to my show or watch my show, you know this is true. Uh, I am not real good at following exact plans, um, but I would be better if I did. There are those of you out there who have what I call the, the spreadsheet mindset, where you, you can put everything in these little boxes and these little charts and little check marks and all that sort of stuff. Um, great, great. Just add another column for the what if column, if you happen to be that kind of person. If you're not that kind of person, <clears throat> that would be me. Uh, if you're not that kind of person, just make sure that you are thinking, you're planning for a what if scenario because the unknown is still there. It is still huge. Um, and another reason that I think it's so very important to, to make sure you start planning ahead is so that when you actually get into the implementation, more of the stuff is done. Because one of the things I hear from haunters or I hear it from, from people who install Christmas events um, is that I never get to enjoy the season itself. I never get to enjoy, um, I never get to see other people's haunts. I never get to go to other Christmas events. I never, because you're too busy doing your own. And that's because you didn't necessarily plan enough or get enough done ahead of time so that you're rushing into the event. You're rushing to, to run the event. Go ahead and plan a night or a weekend where you're going to go see other things and have somebody already in place. So it's not like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to be here. So you need to cover, or I'm not going to make that part of the training process. So you have a second in command who becomes first in command those two nights. Cause let's face it. We're never that far away. We're always a cell phone call away. So, you know, it's, it's not a huge deal. Um, as, especially if you plan for it ahead of time. So it will make it so that you will enjoy your actual holiday season a bit more. You won't be as burnt out and you'll be able to, to handle the unknown much simpler. I, I'm going to add a, an extra one in there. Normally I do things in threes, but I'm going to add an extra in, in here. And that is make grand plans. Go ahead and plan something really, really big. Um, something that guests will really notice. You can always pare down as the money, um, you know, as the money rears its ugly head or you have a pipe burst in your haunt or whatever, you can always scale it back. But I, I think that if you make grand plans early, you can chip away at them you can chip away at them throughout the course of the year before the season gets here. And then by the time you get to Halloween, by the time your event opens, um, you're, it's done. It's done because you don't have to go, gosh, wouldn't it be neat if we had a giant octopus? Well, you've been building a giant octopus since January. So more power to you. That's, that's a great way to, great way to approach it, I think. I think. Um, also, set your dates. Set your dates now. Because that way you can start your marketing, even if it's just subtle, even if it's just among your your um, your sneezers, those people who've already caught the virus of your haunted attraction. Uh, you can you can make an announcement in January and say we will be extending, we'll be doing extra hours, we'll be doing extra nights, we'll be doing limited nights, we will be doing um, special themed nights, whatever. Make your plans now because the more often you can repeat it, the more people will will hear it eventually. Um, and I know there are some marketers out there who say, no, I don't want to hit it until after the summer because nobody thinks about Halloween until after the summer. They probably won't buy tickets, but the longer you can keep them engaged or the more you can keep them engaged, uh, the more they will be loyal to your brand. And when Halloween does roll around and that you start to market heavy, 
they'll go, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that back in January. I was excited then. This was this is even more exciting now because now we're seeing pictures. So plan plan ahead. That's my first behavioral change or resolution for 2022. My next resolution or behavioral change that I'm going to work towards and something that I think would be, would benefit all of us would be more consistency, making certain that we are more consistent. Now, considering how long it's been since I've done a show, that's just laughable for me. Um, but being more consistent would mean that I do one show a month, which is what I used to do, actually. I used to do a show a month, at least. Um, I'm going to try to do more. I'm going to try to do more. Um, but I will say one of the things I have been able to be consistent with and will continue to be consistent with is I do have a monthly newsletter, um, which is called A Shout in the Dark. And uh, that's that's my monthly newsletter about not just my haunted stuff, but everything else that I do, um, all my other clients and projects and appearances and stuff like that. Um, if you are not already a subscriber, it does only come out once a month. And no, I do not sell that list to anyone else. If you are not yet a subscriber to the newsletter, uh, please go to scottswenson.com. And on the front page, it says, join my newsletter. You click there, you can fill it out. All I ask for is your name and your email address and boom, it comes once a month. And there is always some form of uh, members only content in that. Um, so that's that's the one thing that I have been consistent about is, is providing members only content. Sometimes that's a, a video of a project that I'm working on. Sometimes it's uh, an extra episode. Sometimes it's downloadable stuff. Um, Sometimes it's send me an email and I'll send you fun stuff. Um, you know, some people actually got copies of my book that way last year, um, just for free. Just send them out because I wanted to say thank you for listening and paying attention to, to my career and doing, you know, seeing what I do. Um, but I want to be more consistent about that when it comes to this show. So I'm really going to work and we'll see, you know, when 2023 rolls around, I'll be going, and this year, I promise I'm going to be more consistent. But that's a behavioral change that, that I'm really, um, I really think it's important to do. Now, because I'm going to try to do more shows, I'm going to need more topics. I'm going to need more things that you as the listeners want to hear about. So if you have a suggestion, uh, please send it to me. It's um, the best email address is a Scott in the dark at gmail.com. It's just a Scott in the dark at gmail.com. No lines, no hyphens, just all run together. Um, and just tell me what you want to hear about. Um, and I'll see if, you know, if it's something I don't know anything about, then maybe I can find someone who does and we'll do a, a show like that. But um, but please make sure that you, you do send those topics because if I'm going to do this more regularly, I have to have more things to talk about, okay? Um, when it comes to how to apply this to you is, again, it's it goes back to that consistency. Um, take a, anything from a corner of your warehouse to um, a closet in your own house to um, start stockpiling stuff you know you're going to need so that when it goes on sale, you can consistently purchase it throughout the year. That way you don't have to wait for it and be worried about it not showing up when you get into the haunt season. So, you know, you know, you're going to need, you know, you're going to need duct tape. You know, you're going to need great stuff. You know, you're going to need, if you're like me, you're going to need E6000. Um, you know, you're going to need paint. So when you see these things on sale, pick them up, put them in your, I mean, none of them spoil. So put them in your, uh, in your storage unit, however large or small that may be. Um, and that way also when you're at some wonderful barn show or a, a uh, garage sale or whatever, and you see something really cool, 
you can you can buy that consistently purchased throughout the course of the year so you don't have to wait for everything to show up at the end. So that's that's my apl- application of what I'm suggesting for you for for being consistent. Um, with all of these, I think it's important to set measurable goals. You know, it, it's great to say all these things, but I think one of the things that we need to do in order to help change that behavior, modify that behavior, is to set goals that we can measure. So for example, if you decide that in um, 2022, your 2022 season, you want to increase your attendance by 10%. Don't just say, I want to increase my attendance. Say, I want to increase my attendance by 10%, or I want to increase the, uh, the, my profit by 15%, or I want to increase my, my <clears throat> guest comments or the number of news media that come out or you know, something that can be measured. Um, and the reason it's important to make those kinds of decisions now and those set those measurable goals now is as you are preparing ahead, as you're planning ahead, as you're being consistent and getting ready for your haunt, um, you'll recognize, okay, if I need to increase attendance by 10%, does that mean I need to plan for an extra night? Does that mean I need to plan for more staffing? Does that mean that I need to make it so that my queues hold more people. Does that mean I need to go to a virtual queue this year for the first time? Does this mean that I have to make my pathways uh, six inches wider in certain areas so that guests can continue to flow through? Um, Does this mean I need to get a better time ticketing system? You know, when you set your goals and you set your goals with um, a measurable component, it helps you plan more specifically. So you're not just saying, I just want more people to come. Um, it may mean that you have to increase your budget for marketing. You know, there's a bunch of different things that will, will be factors in whatever it is that you plan. If you want more, um, say for example, you want better guest comments or you want more guest comments or you want more media, you want more media to come out. Maybe that means you need to go to one of the, one of the trade shows and, and buy this big gigantic over the top, uh, animation that you're going to put out in your front yard so that everyone sees it. They can't miss it. They've got to do it. Or you decide we're going to do something unlike anything anybody has ever done before. And in the Honda industry, that's really tough to find, but um, we're going <clears> to, <throat> I don't know, we're going to do the, the one that comes to mind is the one that, that the people have done um, already done. So it's not really new, but they, they did a, a whole um, go through, go through the haunt naked or go through the haunt in your underwear. And they only did it one night and it got them a whole bunch of press. I'm not sure how many people actually did it, but it got them a bunch of press. Um, So again, define what your goals are and pick one or two that are really important to you and really focus on them for this year. And if you focus on them for the whole year, you won't be like making random choices. You know, you'll be making choices that will help reinforce that measurable goal for 2022 and for the 2022 season. Um, If you are gonna make, if you're gonna set goals to change content or change product, make sure that the product you're changing is noticeable. Uh, We tried at at Bush Gardens back at Hollow Scream years and years ago, we tried very hard to change out uh, at least one, usually three rooms per house if it was coming back year after year after year. And it was most important for us to change the first room, the last room, and some big room in the middle. What we discovered is the changes had to be so dramatic and so radical, otherwise the guests just wouldn't notice them. So, um, and I know this sounds dumb, but they have to be 
so blatant that if you have a fully blackout, like a black blackout room, the next year, change it to a white room, just a big white looking, looking like a safe room of some sort. Make sure it fits within your story. I won't even go into that because you've all heard me yammer on about that way too much. But make sure that your changes are really, really noticeable and um, <clears throat> and make sure that that is a clear goal for you. <clears throat> you know, you may say, <clears throat> excuse me, you may say that um, I want to I want to create a room that is filled with nothing but crawling spiders, which I think would be amazing. But then what you need to do is you need to, throughout the course of the year, either build or purchase or procure enough spiders to make it so that every single inch of every single wall is covered. And then you create, you know, like a, a moving lighting effect over the top and you've got your wall of crawling spiders, which is going to make a difference. People will notice, especially if it was, you know, previously a well-themed kitchen and now it's something completely different. So make sure that when you make those changes, uh, I, I mentioned earlier, um, make, make grand plans. Well, make sure that they are grand enough that people notice the difference. And, you know, maybe that's your goal that you want to get 10 guest comments on how different the haunt was or how different this, how much they liked the new room or whatever. Um, so make sure that, that whatever your goals are, that they are noticeable and measurable. The two most important things. Uh, now is the time to, to learn. Now is the time to take shows, classes. I mean, obviously we know that, that uh, all of the <clears throat> haunt trade shows are coming up just around the corner and uh, you need to be, you need to make your plans to go to those. Um, some people say, well, I can't afford to go to them. In most cases, I will respond by saying you can't afford not to. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go to all of them. Um, there are larger shows. There are smaller shows. Uh, you will get out of a show what you put into it. So if you're going to, you know, one of the, one of the great big haunt shows, um, it's going to take more effort. It's going to take more money. It's going to take more energy, but you will get more out of it. If you're going to go to one of the smaller, uh, either free or more inexpensive shows, um, then you you may have to work a little harder to get more out of it. You may have to like seek out the people just because they're, they they won't have the the same number of of connections there necessarily. They may I don't know, um, but it, you just you just need to recognize that you can get something out of every show, but it's not just going to come and sit itself in your lap. Okay, so but but. I, I'm a firm believer that if you if you learn now, you can execute later. So take this time to to sharpen the saw to make sure your tools are are what they need to be. And whether that is learning a new skill, um, taking a new class, and again, this ties back to the goals that you've set for yourself. This ties back to planning ahead. If you know that you're going to do a fully carved foam castle, and you don't know how to carve foam, or you think you need to be better at it. Maybe that's the class you decide to take this year when you attend one of these trade shows. Um, super, super important in that regard. Uh, the other thing that I think is important about attending shows, um, especially if they are somewhere near your location, but even if they're not, if they're like national shows, um, is to get the word out that you're going to need staffing. Uh, start your recruitment now, and trade shows are a perfect place to do it because you can start talking up the fact that you're going to need people um, you're going to need people who are good, consistent, can work all the way through the season. Um, there are a bunch of traveling haunt actors. If you can meet up with some of them and, and they can show up and do, you know, fit into your theme and do a night here and there. Great. Great. Uh, normally, I, I used to be somewhat, I won't say opposed, but I, I would raise an eyebrow to the traveling actor because I used to think, okay, well, then they're just going to plug themselves in whatever the theme is. And it may not make sense. And it may seem 
really silly. But if you've got if you've got trained people who are willing to work within your theme or who work within your theme based on what they bring to the table, um, it's not bad to have something fresh and new. And if you're like this, it, if this coming season will be like this past season, there's always going to be a night where somebody's called out. So you're going to have to fill in those spots and it's good to have those extra, extra hands on deck when you need them. Um, so take your time now to go to, to classes and shows. Those are my behavioral changes uh, for the new year. So let me just, let me just recap real quick. Um, plan ahead so that you can um, avoid end of year burnout and at the very least get to enjoy some of the other uh, haunted attractions or Christmas attractions or whatever else you do um, at, the, at the end of the year. It will also help you prepare for the unknown and you'll be ready for really pretty much any curveball that's going to be thrown at you. Um, you'll have multiple paths planned. You know, don't just plan one solid path, plan a primary path and a secondary path so that when the primary path goes awry, you can take all those assets that you've already built and utilize them in your secondary path. Um, work for consistency. Make certain that, you know, if you say I'm going to work three days every month on the haunt, then make that commitment and work three days every month on the haunt. Or if you're, if you say, I'm going to put out a podcast once a month, every month this year, that would be me. Um, then do it, you know, make that, make that effort until it becomes second nature to you. When you're setting these goals, make sure that you set goals that are measurable and are noticeable that make a difference. And, uh, and take the time now, you know, early in the year to, to learn, to polish those skills, and to make certain that by the time you start installing all of those grand plans that you've made, all those plans that you've made ahead, you have the skill set or you've made the connections you need in order to execute them appropriately. All right. Well, that's my uh, my New Year's show. Ta-da! Um, I do want to say that uh, this, this coming year, I have already more non-Halloween projects than I have Halloween projects, so uh, I won't be at I, I probably, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens as the year progresses. Um, but I will be doing some work. I'm doing some work for a major theme park corporate office right now that unfortunately I can't talk about in great detail. Um, I will also be doing some additional work for Space Center Houston. Uh, I'm also doing some additional work. I'm going back to the Florida Aquarium. Um, I'll be doing some work for Zoo Tampa. Um, I'll be doing some work for the Indianapolis Zoo, both for their seasonal events, as well as a, uh, a brand new animal presentation um, that I'm writing, directing, and producing. So that'll be really fun. And, uh, and I do have, I do already have a trade show appearance um, planned, but I don't have all of the details. But uh, for those of you who are wondering, yes, I will be at Transworld yet again this year, and I will be doing a seminar. Um, currently, I am slated to do a seminar called Turning the Page uh, from Halloween to Christmas. And it's going to be a, a seminar about how to, um, what are your options when it comes to wanting to do both a Halloween and a Christmas event? And we'll look at different approaches and, and I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I've been, uh, I've been talking to my friends, some of my friends who provide lighting equipment, because if you can get stuff that will work for both seasons and you, all you have to do is change programming, it makes your changeover easier. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff. That's just the tip of the iceberg of the stuff that we're going to talk about. So hopefully I will see you at the trans world show in St. Louis and uh, hopefully you'll come in and see the show there. Um, Again, please join the newsletter, um, scottswenson.com, 
And if you have topics that you'd like to hear on this show, please make sure that you send them to me at a Scott in the dark at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Scott Swenson saying, rest in peace. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.